Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. You've heard it a million times, but that's because it's worth it. I engrave stuff. Need something engraved? I engrave stuff. Need some gifts for holidays and birthdays that are actually cool and can be totally personalized to your liking? I engrave stuff. Check out their social medias. I see an Instagram giveaway very often, and they're actually legit. Connect by going to iengravestuff.com. Another thing they have is an engraving service. If you have a thermos or a bottle or a baseball glove or anything you can think of, all you have to do is get in touch with the awfully friendly people from iengravestuff.com, and one of their laser experts can get an estimate to you. It's super simple, and they work hard to make it easy to explore your engraving ideas. And if you go to iengravestuff.com and you're shopping, be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box at checkout. That'll get you 10% off. Check out iengravestuff today. Hey everyone, welcome back to Transmitter. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick, and today we have a very special guest. We have Jordan Cokerhands. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Jordan Cokerhands, Cokerhands, excuse me, is the vocalist of the band Private School Boys, and we'll be interviewing him today. Uh, Wanted to kind of introduce him really quick. Other band members in the band, there's a total of four. We've also got Kenan Brooks, Taylor Adam, and Alex Wiley. And the name of their EP that's out, their first project, is called Private Beach, and it's composed of three songs and a skit. Uh, Song names are Marooned, Cantina, which is the skit, Sunset, and Tuesdayland. Yeah, and you can find their EP on lots of different platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Um, Is there any other platforms that you're out on or...? Um, I've been informed it's on Deezer and Napster, you know, for those who use that. Oh, uh, okay. Whoever's <laughs> using those ones. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, they say they add more and more every day, but yeah, basically everywhere you can listen to music, you'll be able to find it, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and also this was produced by Joe Kassler, you know, who's the lead guitarist of Blixton, which I'm also a part of, and yeah, you know, he recorded, produced, mixed, and mastered the project, and they will also be opening for us on March 25th on the album release concert for Blix 10 as well. We're really excited to have you there. And uh, To find more details about the concert and all that, be sure and follow the Private School Boys and Blix 10 on Facebook and other social media. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to just kind of get into things from here, I think. So Jordan, how, how are you doing today, man? Doing good. 
Yeah. It's been a busy day, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, it sounds like it. You were just over at Joe's earlier and kind of helping with a hip-hop track or something. Yeah, we're probably going to be producing a couple hip-hop tracks in the future for some of Joe's clients for the studio. And um, I'm a big proponent, lover of hip-hop, and so he wanted to bring me in just to, you know, have a second opinion, creative voice working on the new projects. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we've got a bunch of questions to ask you about this EP. We thought it was really cool. We've listened to it many times. I I think I've listened to it about seven times this week alone in total. Um, Wow. (laughs) And and I'm really loving it, man. We really wanted to kind of do our research and, you know, just learn every bit of every bit we could about you guys and what you're doing. So do you want to ask the first question, Nick? Yeah. So first, um, if you listen to the EP that, that they have, they brought on, oh, that's called the Cantina Skit, that's correct. You know, they brought on, I guess her name is Marta Wood, and you had her say some Ugandan phrases, and we wanted to know why you brought those in and what those phrases mean as well. Yeah, um, it's uh, Uruguayan. Yeah. It's a Spanish accent. It's very s- similar to the Argentinian accent. She's uh, the mother of one of my good friends, Daniel Wood. And basically, she's introducing the band. I wrote a rough script of what I would like her to translate into Spanish. And it's basically just like, I hope everyone's enjoying their drinks. We have a special guest today. It's our house band. They just came back from a long voyage at sea. We thought we lost them, but without further ado, here's the private school boys. That's basically what she says. Gotcha. Oh, cool. I really like that. You know, how it pertains you know, to the album. It's almost like it's a live concert mm. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, well, I, I've got some other questions about the other tracks, but maybe we should start with you because I'm sure everybody is curious, like, and this is something we typically ask ourselves and everyone else that comes on the show. What music did you grow up listening to? Oh, boy. You know, I remember on Napster when I was like, you know, nine and 10 years old, just bumping uh, Hybrid Theory, oh, Linkin really? Park. Yeah. 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 And, you know, some Metallica, some Rob Zombie, a lot of video game soundtracks. I kind of grew up watching my brothers play Final Fantasy. Oh, there you go. You know, yeah. and a lot and a lot of those, like, anime-centric type shows and games. So I really had a love for that as well. Yeah, that was—and then in junior high, uh, I started getting really into Muse. Oh, that was yeah. like that was great, yeah. Yeah, that was like my favorite band in junior high and in high school I started getting into classic rock and that was kind of my, you know, my basis for my musical tastes. Yeah. Well, that's that's something that we have in common in that we both kind of started out with Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Mm. Uh, that's a an album that I grew up on and yeah, wow, that was an amazing jam. <laughs> and uh yeah, Muse, it, you can definitely hear your inspiration from from Muse in this EP, I think. There's a lot of Muse influence in the sounds that you hear on it. Um, yeah, and it definitely, it makes um, listening to your EP a little bit more sense, you know, with your influences, because there's some parts where I think it sounds like Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin, and whichever track you're listening to is like, I almost, at one point, I forget which what track it was, I felt like I was almost listening to The Great Gig in the Sky. Mm. Uh, oh, on <laughs> Tuesday Land. Yeah. I, I think yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, the end part of Tuesday yeah. Land. Yeah, it gets really yeah. jammy. Yeah, I would say the, the tone for the bass especially reminds me a lot of Chris Wollstenholme. 
from oh, Muse, yeah. you know, just kind of going mm-hmm. for that like showbiz and origin of symmetry era Muse production sound, mm-hmm. I think is very similar. Yeah, well, and, and then with like the ambiance and uh, in the tracks and like the background noises and the cantina and the live feel, like that reminds me a lot of Pink Floyd as well with some other concept albums. and Definitely. Uh, I mean, so cool. And, it, you know, Muse, the Beatles, I even feel like uh, the neighborhood. I, I get some neighborhood vibes. <laughs> I'm not even familiar with that artist. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. Look that up. You're definitely going to have to check them out, particularly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, their their first EP and their first album, man, sound a lot like this EP. I oh, think, so cool! In okay. my personal opinion, my humble opinion. Sweet. All right. So I also got a question that's not on here, but with uh, this this EP, was it more like of a concept type of thing that you want everything to kind of flow from start to finish, or was it just a bunch of random songs that you put together, or what was the idea behind it? Yeah, it did kind of start as a bunch of random songs thrown together. You know, I'm always writing songs and. Eventually, I kind of decided on it would be easier to just kind of, a, uh, you know, tackle an EP project rather than a full album project mm-hmm. from where I was at, where the band was at. And so I kind of looked through all of the songs we had written and uh, tried to find, you know, it's like, uh, what is the name of that game where... Uh, there's like a picture or a word of something and you have to you have to say like three words to have oh. them guess. You know what I'm talking about? Three words. Oh, man. What is the name of that game? I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I want to say, like, charades or something, but I know that's not right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, I think it's, like, hidden figures or something. I, f- I forgot what it is, but it's very, very similar to that. I was basically just playing a game with myself of, okay, what what group of songs in here has some sort of common theme that I can string together? Because I I definitely wanted it to be a conceptual EP. Mm -hmm. I'm huge on concept albums, like you had noticed with the Pink Floyd. Like, that's a a huge inspiration for me. I love Dark Side and the Wall of just, you feel like there's a narrative going on. Yeah, right, right. So that, um, yeah, you know, decided on Sunset, Marooned, and Tuesdayland kind of had a beach vibe yeah and that's why that's why i wanted to ask that question because i kind of got that feeling you know it was something you know marooned you know out in maybe like in the caribbean or somewhere in the pacific islands or something like that that's the kind of feel i kind of got and so i was just wondering you know where that came from and do you have other stuff that you might bring out later that might be related to that or as far as the ocean theme goes i don't think so you know, I this that theme just kind of stuck out to me for for this iteration, just because of you know sunset has some reggae vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Tuesday Land has a bit of a reggae vibe to it. We actually our um, working title for Tuesday Land was post reggae, uh-huh. <laughs> because it's kind of you know it's it has reggae vibes, but it's a little more post genre in its yeah, in its yeah. sound, you know, and and obviously marooned, you know, it's about being marooned. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see those influences there. Let's see, another question. Oh, yes. So I wanted to know if there's a story behind it. So in the first track, Marooned, there's a moment on the song where it says, Introducing Taylor Adam. (laughs) And then you just get this amazing... Ripping solo. Yeah, amazing solo. (laughs) So, um, yeah, going into this, for sure, Taylor is a extremely talented guitarist. And so I wanted, for all of the songs, I wanted moments for him to shine. You know, yeah. I wanted him to have a guitar solo. In, in Sunset and Marooned, he has a guitar solo. In Tuesdayland, he has two solos. 
Yeah. So all of them are so great. You know, and, yeah, and they're all amazing. It's just such a joy to listen to him play. Yeah, that basically came from me and Joe sitting in the studio, and I wanted a transition point between the two different kind of production styles yeah. in the second chorus and the and the final chorus section. And um, I just on a just on a whim, I was like, you know, the song uh, Bell Bottoms from. It's from, well, in Baby Driver, it was popularized. It's oh. the opening track on Baby Driver oh, when he really? does his first yeah. chase. In that song, there's, you hear the guy, he's on this, you know, this microphone in the back and he's just making these weird noises, you know, mm, oh, yeah, <laughs> sounds great. And he says, you know, he introduces the band, you know, electric blues explosion or whatever he says. So, you know, I suggested to Joe, why don't we try to do something like that? Yeah. So uh, we just set up the mic and I just started ad-libbing stuff okay. as the, you know, as the solo was building in. And I decided, you know, I, you know, might as well introducing Taylor Adam, you know, right. solos coming in, might as well, you know, just kind of give him that shout out. That's so cool. And and yeah, to get that inspiration from the song from Baby Driver, I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen yeah, to that. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since it was in theater. So. Mm. Yeah, and, and the movie was great. I love that one. <laughs> My wife loves that movie too. So. Such a good one. Yeah. You want the next question, Nick? Um, yeah, so let's go. So yeah, also, you know, how you brought, you know, Taylor Adam with all those guitar solos. Um, you wanted to have him time to shine. I guess you also had to brought in a bunch of friends to do a bunch of caveman noises or something like that. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. So that's actually in the same sequence. Yeah. Uh, layered on underneath it. When I'm doing all those microphone noises, you know, talking sensually in the microphone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Underneath, you can kind of hear some chaotic screaming, you know, some, some background noise in there. That was basically just me and a group of friends up at, uh, at my, my friend Daniel Wood's house. And uh, I wanted some sort of ambient noise and I didn't really know how to get it. So I kind of arrived at, okay, let's, let's just pretend we're all cavemen. <laughs> and uh, we're we're fighting over a piece of food and don't speak any English. You know, language hasn't been invented yet. We're just cavemen and we're just going to grunt and fight over this piece of food. So, you know, put out a, like someone's jacket and basically turned on the mic and just started fighting for the jacket. So how did you come up with that idea then? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> just kind of on a whim. I was like, you know, <laughs> I want something crazy. I don't know how to get there. So, you know, just kind of connected. Okay, you know, we do that. We'll probably get some interesting okay. results. And, yeah. you know, and we were able to work it in. You know, me and Joe spent a lot of time just layering with that caveman fight sequence on top of the mic thing in the introducing Taylor Adam and all of that. And I think it came together really cool. As oh, a transition point for the song, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I, I think that's super creative too. And you can definitely see the different layers in all of the songs. You can definitely tell that a lot of time and effort was put into creating them. So that was really cool Thank to you. listen to. Yeah, and then I guess our next question is: is the lyrics uh, well for all the songs? Who mm -hmm. writes them? You know, what do they mean? And maybe you want to elaborate on a specific lyric that means something to you personally, or something you would like to share. Yeah, sure. Well. Yeah, so for the lyrics, I um, I write the lyrics on all the songs. Okay. And um, it kind of depends on my process. For Marooned and Sunset, I kind of had a specific vibe in mind that I wanted to fit. And so for Marooned, I was basically, it was pretty straightforward. I wanted it to be a very sensual, you know, the, the theme of the song is lust. And yeah. so I was basically just writing essential of lyrics as I could, in a sense, you know, kind of riffing off of uh, Since I've Been Loving You, 
Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of going for that style. And mm-hmm. um, uh, for Sunset, the lyrics, I wanted to reflect someone's addiction to their own demise, mm. in a sense. I wanted the sunset to symbolize, you know, the beauty of watching it end. Okay. You know, someone, someone finding beauty in watching their own self-destruction. That's oh, an wow. interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of the meaning I was meaning to um, portray in that song. And then Tuesdayland was a breakup song essentially. It was just you know emotions and struggles I had been feeling after a breakup, and it just kind of came out. I would say more so in the music, but the lyrics definitely get you there to yeah. understanding you know what yeah. was going on. Yeah, I think so too. I, particularly on that last track, you could hear a lot of emotion, and mm. yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. It's a high point for me. Mm. Let's see another question. And sorry, this is kind of taking a turn, but this might sound like it's coming kind of out of left field, changing the subject. So I saw on your Facebook page that you did a cover of "Stuck on You" by Elvis Presley back in 2017. Mm, yeah. And I was wondering if we could go on a quick trip down memory lane there and talk about that previous experience doing a, a cover of a song and ask if you have done any worked on any projects in the past. Like, what were you guys doing before this EP? Yeah. So past four years, the band has been kind of on and off. I've been consistently writing music and we'll get together every once in a while and just kind of play around. And Mm -hmm. I've had lots of ideas for concepts for albums and different things like that, but uh, never really came to fruition. And I think a lot of that was really just to do with me. I have like very negative self-image for a long time. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I figured myself out and like, like I can say now genuinely, you know, I love myself and like I'm willing to put effort on myself and get my stuff out there. Yeah. Cuz I know I'm creative and talented and I want to I want to share that with other people. Yeah, that's really awesome. So, that was basically for those years, you know, along the cover, the cover music stuff, we would get together every once in a while and do little cover shows. We played at like Ahi Muse, it's a sushi place up in Orem and uh, we would just do like covers of like Elvis stuff and um, Eagles and yeah, Beatles and you know, all the classics. Yeah. Which was really fun and, um, and really helped my voice, you know, really helped us kind of hone in our craft and, and yeah, kind of develop your sound. And yeah. Developing yeah. our sound. And it was, it was really fun. Yeah. Is there any particular cover that you have done that, that you would love to do it again, that you really enjoy doing or? Oh, you know, I, as far as covers go, I always, like, just kind of move on, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, once I've done the covers, I mean, I always love covering Elvis stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like I vibe really well with his voice, and I'm able to, you know, pull it off well. But, yeah, I'm always down to just, like, stretch myself with covers. Like, yeah. you know, next next cover, I want to be a challenge. I want to stretch our ability and see where we can go. I got you. Kind of thing, yeah. Another question we had for you guys, um, and this this kind of, you know, if, if you were to try and speak for the rest of the band, um, what are uh, the other members of the band, their influences with music? You know, where did they kind of all come from? So we have some similar bases, which is why we kind of get along, I would say, in a musical sense. So like all of us have always jived with Muse. Me and Kenan, who Kenan does backup vocals on Sunset and Tuesday Land and does the bass on Sunset. 
we have been playing music together since we were like 12. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah. Long time. So Long time he, friends. yeah, we, we went to the same elementary school together. When I picked up guitar, he was picking up piano. Uh, we were in a band in high school together. So we've, we've done music for a long time together. And um, one of our favorite mutual bands is Muse. We yeah. always connected on that. As for musical tastes, you know, Kenan is definitely, you know, he's uh, Young the Giant and, um, you know, that Royal Blood. Indie rock type. Yeah, indie rock. Alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie rock and alternative, that's his strain. Taylor listens to lots of guitar-based music, understandably. Lots of prog, lots of um, guitar subgenres of rock. Oh, yeah. That okay. are, you know, lots of, lots of Japanese music, you know, all over oh, the really? place. Yeah. Um, Alex, same thing, you know, he definitely listens to lots of um, Indian alternative. And he's always willing to experiment. That's the great thing about, like, Alex's taste in music is, like, you recommend anything to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. You know? Right. Just always, <laughs> always on board. And then, uh, you know, with me, I'm just a conglomeration of you know, my groups of friends and what, what's recommended to me and what and what strikes a chord with me. I'm just all over the place, you know, any genre, anything. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are all very open to lots of different genres, which is really cool. And yeah. So um, how would you say that influences your guys' song, songwriting when you collaborate together? You know, it has an interesting effect. Uh, you know, usually when we jam, it ends up kind of sounding like swans. Swans, okay. In a lot of ways. Just because, like, you know, Swans has that very long jam format, very mm -hmm. experimental, and um, I think that's just the result of us listening to listening to all sorts of different things. All right. And so, like, <laughs> it just kind of comes out like that. But yeah, that's actually kind of difficult for me to like just narrow in on one genre when I'm writing a song. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, I'm like, I want to jump around like yeah. the whole time. And I have to control myself, like bring in the reins and be like, okay, no, you should probably go for like one aesthetic yeah. <laughs> on one song. In Marooned, I, I don't really do that successfully. It's like three <laughs> different genres in that song, but I mean... Oh, that definitely so makes cool. it interesting yeah. to listen to. Yeah, it's such a cool song to listen to. I mean, you have kind of like a beat at the beginning, I think, like, or, uh, and then the guitar solo at the end, and you, you've got almost like a rapping portion. I mean, not rapping, but hit, yeah, hip hop esque. Oh, I would rhythmic say. note. No. Yeah, very rhythmic. Yeah, that one. That one's interesting in the sense. So the first section, Maroons had been a demo we had been working on for a long time. Just, just a basic slow blues jam. Okay. That, you yeah. know, we were just like, yeah, yeah, slow blues, it's great, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I kind of felt like there was something missing. I wanted to build on it. And actually, I was in I was in China a couple of summers ago. Oh, cool. And uh, a lot of the people I met over there were listening to K-pop. Oh, and okay. <laughs> uh, it was recommended to me a lot. And I thought, you know, let's give it a shot. I listened to two biggest names I could think of, BTS and Red Velvet. And I was right. just like, we're just gonna start there, see if see if I like it. The Red Velvet album I listened to was fantastic. I just absolutely love their sound. Their production is fantastic. And then the BTS album I listened to, the intro track, just sung by the member V, I believe, uh, is a very similar vibe to the to the intro of Marooned. I was oh, okay. I was heavily inspired by it. I listened to it, and I thought, oh my god, this would be perfect applied to like the slow blues jam. It's the uh, same progression. Yeah. Okay. This would this would totally work well in that context. So I kinda kinda matched that idea with, you know, a little bit of childish Gambino vibes yeah. in the midsection and then 
Led Zeppelin vibes in the yeah. last section and, you know, just kind of shoved all those ideas together. Yeah. That's, how, well, and, you know, and, how it turned out. Nick and I are definitely fans of genre mixing in music. And, you, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with uh, Hybrid Theory. That was kind of one of the first new metal albums to really do it right and, yeah. you know, mix up some genres. So Exactly. But, yeah, I, and I think... So how did you and the other band members meet? You know, it, like, were all of you just childhood friends, or did you... Well, that's kind of the, the band name, Private School Boys. Uh, we, I was wondering about yeah. that. We, yeah. And Nick went to Mazer as well. It's a charter school. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but for all intents and purposes, it's a, it's a, tr it's a private school, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Taylor went to Mazer. That's where I met him. Uh, Alex, Alex went to Mazer. His older sister was in my grade. Kenan did not. Um, I just knew him from elementary school. But uh, we figured, you know, since he went to BYU, it's also a private school. So. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it just oh, fits so cool. in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was another question we had. We were going to ask you about, uh, you know, oh. where the name came from. And, and we also wanted to ask where the album name came from. I feel like you maybe have kind of answered that a little bit. Yeah. The, Beach Five, but. Yeah, the working title for it that I was thinking of was Lust, Liquor, and Loss. Okay. Just to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. give a one-word summary of each song. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was the that was the working title. I decided on Private Beach just because I kind of liked the, you know, how The Who kind of, and The Beatles, all their early albums, they would kind of just riff on their name, you know, with The Beatles, yeah. Beatles for sale, <laughs> yeah. who's next, you know, all this stuff, right? So I was just like, yeah, Private Beach, Private School Boys, that, that sounds nice. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What else did we have here? Oh, what do you guys have planned for the future? I, I don't really think we've talked about that too much. Are you guys going to do an album down the road or another EP? I would love to do an album. I've got, like I said, lots of concepts I would love to bring to light of yeah. just album concepts. There's one that I keep going back to of kind of like a 80s new wave album. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? And just... Uh, Basically taking this, um, also kind of inspired by the principles behind K-pop. The principles behind K-pop is just taking the best of the pop genre in the late 90s and then just going ham on it. Okay. You know, I'd like to do that. I'd like to apply that to 80s New Wave, you know, oh, take the best okay. of that genre and then just construct a perfect New Wave album. Oh, that would be so cool. You know, I like bringing that. the yeah, best yeah. of all those elements. Yeah. <laughs> Better be careful. Someone out there might rip off your idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I, I get hopping on it now. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they do it better, I'll, I'll be happy either way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, so you worked a lot with John Castler, Joe's brother, yeah, um, on doing some photo shoots and you know taking lots of really artistic photos. I've seen some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like a lot of them were done on like black and white film, yeah, uh, which I think you can only get from like the UK. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he had to order it from like overseas, I think. So, and uh, I just wanted to ask, like, what. What inspired you to do that? You know, what inspired you to use film and and take those mm. types of photos? Well, yeah, I'd been talking to John. You know, when I went over to Joe's for mixing sessions and stuff like that, John had been showing me some of his photography work, and um, he showed me some of his film photography work. That and John he, is incredible. You know, for he's being an amateur. Yes. You know, you know, he's. I would still consider him a professional. I haven't 
proposed to my my fiance not too long ago. I had him film the entire thing and made this huge, you know, giant production out of it. What turned out incredible, you know. He has amazing talent. Yeah, oh, vlogged yeah. the whole thing. It was it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's extremely talented, and when he was showing me the film samples that he had done before, the work he had done, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm down, you know? And he was telling me he could get black and white film, and that ended up being one of my favorite pictures we captured is the three of us kind of looking up a stairwell yeah, and um, John going down on the black and white film. It just developed perfectly, and I just love the aesthetic. It's gorgeous. It was, it was super unique. Like, John was showing me when I was over there, you know, because we were, we were trying to do as much research as we could and just, like, find out whatever we could about you guys in mm. preparation for this. And, yeah, he was showing me some of the photos that he took, and, you know, a lot of them are in front of, like, a bookcase uh, with the, the four of you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All four or, well, it's, it's, it was just three. Yeah. Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, those were super unique and done on film. He, he took some some digital photos I think but the, the ones on film are so cool so yeah uh, let's see what else have we got I think we've gone through most of our questions, but there's one I want to go back is the talking about ambience in the EP oh yeah and what inspired all those ambient sounds and background noises and what made you, you know, decide to use that yeah I've just always been drawn to ambience and that's what you know that's why Pink Floyd's one of my favorite artists you know albums like wish you were here and, yeah. and the wall I was just blown away when I first listened to them all the way through. And you just have these really cool sound effects that are just constructing this really vivid narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And it draws you into the emotional context of every song, mm -hmm. you know. So um, in high school, me and Kenan and another friend, we did a 12-song concept album for my uh, capstone project. Oh, really? And um, for that one, I did very similar things in terms of just ambience and, mm. you know, having having this narrative run through. So honestly, like, it's, like, difficult for me to not have, <laughs> have like, some sort of ambient element in the music. I just really, I j it just really has an amazing appeal to me. Well, and Pink Floyd is one of our favorite bands, and we've talked about them a little bit, but we'll definitely have to talk about them more, maybe do a whole episode on them at one point. But the fact that, you know, so much inspiration was taken from them for the CP of yours, you know, all you guys, and what you guys grew up on, and it's totally our jam and something that we really have enjoyed listening to. I first heard it at, at Joe's house and he played me like a sample of it and I was just blown away. I was like, this is so good. I can't wait to go to the concert on March 25th and, mm -hmm. and see you guys open for Blix 10 and see Blix 10 as well. Like, yes, it's going to be, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. So. I'm super hyped for the show. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have all kinds of different people. You're getting to be joining us for a cover with Blix 10 of yeah. uh, Lincoln Park. I'm really excited about mm -hmm. that one. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, do you have any other shows coming up, or uh, other than that one, no, no specific dates? But okay. um, I think we're intending to kind of go through the summer doing shows regularly, and yeah, you know, seeing where it goes. Well, we're definitely going to continue to follow you guys, and also just wanted to thank you for coming here tonight. Like, sincerely, thank you so much. Thanks this was for such having a treat. me. And um, you know, thanks for putting up with our cramped little studio that's a work <laughs> in progress, and putting up with our uh, you know small little uh, interruptions with the mic. So yeah, but yeah. But usually when we end our our podcast, 
we would like to have our guests pick a set of lyrics, whatever they want. It could be from your EP or just a song that you really like, just to uh, kind of end and wrap up the episode. So we'll we'll go ahead and pause that and we'll let you pick some and we'll let you read the lyrics because unfortunately we can't play them because of oh, yeah. copyright stuff issues but yeah we'll go ahead and let you choose that and then we'll we'll go into that but before we do that i did want to say you know okay. um we, we kind of introduced you at the star and told people where they can find you but i figured i'd open it up to you and you know if if there's anything else you want to say where people can find you at find your band at anything uh you know your friends socials i i don't know it just anything at all yeah just uh on facebook private school boys um we have a youtube channel now that i created recently private school boys not a lot of other things called Private School Boys, so I got the name down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't have to worry about any other ones to compete with, so it's pretty good. Um, yeah, Instagram, Private School Boys with an underscore at the end. That's the username for that. Uh, we're building followers. That would be great if you could um, follow us there. And um, just uh, keep streaming and listening to our music and, and letting us know what you think. It means a lot to hear uh, the feedback and how you interpret the songs. That's that's why I'm doing this. Like I'm really interested to see what kind of effect the music has on you, and um, you know, and 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 hear your experiences with it. Yeah, don't sleep on this, guys. Especially if you're into alternative music and those kind of like you know long genre mixing jams that remind you of some of the older bands, Pink Floyd, Beatles, Muse. Like you can't go wrong with these guys if those are some of your favorite bands. Uh, but yeah, we'll open it up to Jordan here to close us out. You want to take it away, Jordan? iEngraveStuff.com is a local engraving service based in Linden, Utah. If you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings, get in touch with one of their specialists today. You might meet McKay, who is one of the main brains of the operation. He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for iEngraveStuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros that I engrave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up I engrave stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iengravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iengravestuff.com. I'd like to share the lyrics from uh, the first section of I Thought About Killing You by Kanye West. Uh, these lyrics mean a lot to me personally, and I won't really go into details why, but uh, they're life-changing, and, and Kanye West made this album specifically to be therapeutic for people, and I could say it worked for me at least. Uh, he says, The most beautiful thoughts are always besides the darkest. Today, I seriously thought about killing you. I contemplated premeditated murder, and I think about killing myself, and I love myself way more than I love you, so today I thought about killing you, premeditated murder. You'd only care enough to kill somebody you love. The most beautiful thoughts are always besides the darkest. Just say it out loud to see how it feels. People say, don't say this, don't say that. Just say it out loud, just to see how it feels. Weigh all the options, nothing's off the table. Today I thought about killing you premeditated murder. I think about killing myself and I, I love myself way more than I love you. 
the most beautiful thoughts are always beside the darkest. I think this is the part where I'm supposed to say something good to compensate so it doesn't come off bad. But sometimes I think really bad things, really, really, really bad things. And I love myself way more than I love you. See, if I was trying to relate it to more people, I'd probably say I'm struggling with loving myself because that seems like a common theme. But that's not the case here. I love myself way more than I love you. And I think about killing myself. So best believe I thought about killing you today. Premeditated murder. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and check out Private School Boys. We'll see you next time.